The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod to Chat, talking dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. I am back home this week, so we are broadcasting from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I flew home from Alaska just a little less than a week ago, which is always a huge to-do, being that it took me 17 hours of travel, and also there's a four-hour time difference from the East Coast. But I'm finally over my jet lag and ready and ready to go to teach at a few summer programs in the New York and Philadelphia area over the next couple of weeks. In exciting news, I was brought in to teach a contemporary class at Broadway Dance Center uh, this past Saturday. Uh, I'm going to geek out for a second, but you're just going to have to sit back and listen. Uh, The first time that I ever took any classes in New York, it was uh, at Broadway Dance Center. And I was completely and utterly enamored by this place. I remember thinking it would be such a dream to teach at this open class school with people from everywhere in the world dropping in to get technique and take classes and learn choreography from the best of the best in this dance scene that is the largest in in the world. Uh, From that point, I set my eyes on teaching there one day and I did just that this weekend. (laughs) It was, it was thrilling. I can't even explain it. And I'm still smiling that I got this opportunity and I'm hoping to make a more permanent gig so that some of you guys can come and take my class in New York city. So stay tuned as I continue to work my rear end off to make that a reality. So I was thinking in honor of this achievement this week, uh, and also in response to a viewer, I'm going to dedicate this podcast to drop-in studios. So I'm going to start by answering a question from one of our international listeners, and then I'm going to share a handful of quality drop-in schools across the country for anybody that's interested in taking classes there. So our question for this week's podcast comes from Jennifer in Switzerland, and she wants to know if you can become a professional dancer just by taking open classes or if you have to attend a structured pre-professional or conservatory type program. It's a really good question. So thank you, Jennifer, for bringing this up. So let me think about this for a second. I don't think it is completely necessary for you to train at a structured pre-professional or conservatory program to have a career. Uh, But if you want to train yourself through open classes, I think that uh, you will need guidance along the way. I think the best way to go about this is to think that you are curating your own training experience, because that really is the main difference from uh, having a a structured school program. Uh, For instance, if you want to focus on becoming a contemporary dancer, you're going to want to focus on uh, seeking those classes in contemporary dance and modern techniques that are really going to push your boundaries and limits and uh, make sure that you're heading in the direction that you want to go. 
Uh, but you don't want to be so focused on only these types of classes that you forget to take a regular ballet class to continue building your basic technique. I talk about this all the time because I teach a lot of open classes and I find a lot of students uh, that are taking them, they, they go just because they like that style and they want to excel at that style, but a lot of them have forgotten that if they're not getting their basic ballet technique, not only are, are you missing that structure of training, but uh, the strength that comes along with those classes is really important even if you don't plan on becoming a, a professional ballet dancer. The best aspect of training only through open classes is that you are essentially in charge of creating your own training experience. In my past experience, I've found that a majority of the students that have chosen to uh, switch from going to a school uh, to attending open classes uh, as a part of their, or the main part of their training, um, I find that a majority of those students either were part of a school and they, it left a bad taste in their mouth, or maybe they weren't accepted into a school that they had been a part of before, uh, or maybe a student had a, just a really bad experience where they, they started to burn out in a certain style of dance. Um, I find that a lot of those students that still have a passion for dance but are trying to find their pathway tend to go about their training in this way where, where they, they get to pick their own classes. Because uh, in, in a school you are never in charge of the classes that you have to attend. Um, so really those types of students are the ones that I find going this pathway more often there are some downsides to uh, creating your own training program, and it is really an issue of research, experience, advice, and luck. Being in the training stages of your career, you may not know who is giving you the best instruction. Uh, that's why you're still a student and not a professional or a, a teacher. Unfortunately, as I've learned, just because somebody is given a class to teach, it doesn't mean that they are a great or even a good teacher. They're really are a handful of different ways that these schools get teachers and sometimes there isn't a strict evaluation process. They're sort of just thrown into a studio and if people like them, they keep them on uh, the roster, but it doesn't always ensure you that you uh, have a, a qualified, really quality instructor at the front of the uh, uh, structure, <laughs> instructor at the front of a studio. Uh, Maybe you're in somebody's class because you need to focus on your technique and all the instructor is interested in is teaching a cool piece of choreography. I also find that dancers tend to place themselves in training levels like intermediate level or advanced. Uh, there are lots of different ways that these schools go about denoting what the actual level of skills in those classes. But uh, a lot of dancers tend to place themselves in levels beyond their technique and skill. Uh, so you end up having dancers in classes with holes in their technique uh, where they can lack the ability to pick up the finer details of choreography. Um, they might not be able to keep up or they might think they're doing steps correctly, but they're not uh, and so much more. For this reason, taking open classes to have a career can be a really tricky path, especially if you don't get the right advice or if you don't make the right choices, because at this point, you are the one guiding yourself. You could be jeopardizing your, your training, and you could even be training incorrectly. 
So this is why school programs are more helpful in that sense. They offer you a strict structure of classes and you're placed in levels by people that have more experience. And that really ensures that you stay on the appropriate track to uh, becoming a professional dancer. Another challenge of only training through open classes includes not having a regular queue of peers in your class. In open class, anybody can drop in at any time and from any age or training group. This means that some students will be regulars, others may take here and there, and others may be there for a one-time drop-in. Maybe they're visiting from out of town or they just wanted to try it out. Uh, this can make it difficult for instructors to build on their lesson plans. If a teacher sees enough students on a regular basis, at least they can focus on teaching or catering their classes to those students and then the irregular drop-ins have to learn the lessons that they've curated for you. Um, but that really takes a special instructor to see that and to figure that out. Um, having different people coming into class all the time can really lead instructors to just teach a class and then the next time they teach that same class, they, they might teach the same lessons, they might teach a completely different lesson. There's, there's a lot less opportunity for uh, growth of certain topics uh, or certain technical uh, elements of your dancing. An additional challenge uh, involves putting your resume together, and I know that that doesn't initially come to people's minds, but uh, depending on the type of job you're auditioning for, a director or choreographer may give more credit towards a dancer from an established school program just off of looking at their resume before they've even seen them dance. And seeing the name of a school on a resume tells the person at the front of the room that these dancers are more likely to have at least some type of established level of excellency just because they have the name of that training program on their resume. Without a school program on your resume, it will truly be you and your dancing only right then and there that proves to them whether you are qualified or not. You are the first impression. There is no impression given by something beyond you. It is purely you. So the answer to Jennifer's question is really a tricky one. Yes, you can become a professional dancer uh, by taking drop-in classes, but there are a lot more challenges that come with the freedom that is involved in curating your own training program. I suggest that if you want to train in this way, that you come up with a regular weekly schedule, uh, finding a queue of teachers that you enjoy, trust, and respect, uh, and that also have some type of investment in you uh, and your training. If you have access to private lessons with one of these instructors, all the better. Also, be sure to throw in a different class or two every week uh, just to keep on exploring because I, isn't that the reason that you want to train this way anyway? To just get to where you want but also to have uh, the widest view of what the dance world has to offer. Also, I'd suggest finding a way to keep yourself accountable. It's a lot easier to skip out on classes when you aren't being held accountable by a teacher or if you don't feel guilty for losing money that you've already put in towards paying tuition. For these drop-in classes, you are just showing up the uh, right before class, you're paying your money, and you go in. If you, you don't often 
pay for a chunk of classes way far in advance um, and then miss out on them, you can always take another class. So it's really up to yourself to keep yourself accountable and keep on showing up for class. With all of that information, hopefully you can make a better decision on whether you should seek out a school uh, pre-professional training or conservatory style program, or whether you think it would be a great idea to create your own training experience through drop-in classes. So from here, uh, I'm going to help you out a little bit, and I'm going to offer you a quick glimpse into the open class scenes in a handful of our major cities here in the United States. So, of course, it only makes sense to start with New York City. <laughs> New York is unlike most other cities in the country when it comes to dance. Uh, it has, the city has open classes at schools that take place from early in the morning until late, late in the evening. Uh, being in such a or being such a large city and the center of the dance world, this is one place that can actually offer this because there are enough students to fill these classes. There's nothing more challenging than having one or two students showing up in classes, and you rarely get that in New York City. Uh, this is why I think many hopefuls move to the city if they're hoping to have a career in anything uh, aside from a professional ballet company to Broadway to commercial dance and beyond. So first, let's talk about Broadway Dance Center, because that was what started this podcast. Um, they offer about 350 classes weekly. Um, and what I've found over time is that this school is more uh, oriented towards commercial and musical theater track dancers. Of course, they have everything from ballet to hip hop um, to jazz, contemporary, and other subgenres. Um, but this is what type of dancer seems to go there to train. Uh, they also offer master classes with many really well-known, some renowned and famous commercial choreographers. Uh, classes here sometimes can overbook, so I would always suggest to at least look at their schedule, see who's teaching, and then maybe sign up early so that you can get into those classes. But uh, you might at times feel like you are in a convention, like a competition kid convention setting, where you're like fighting for space in the classroom. But that doesn't happen very, very often, but I've seen it there. Um, Let's let's move on from there. Um, one of my favorite places in New York, it's it steps on Broadway, uh, which is in the Upper West Side. And this school, it's more ballet related, but again, all all of the schools that I'm mentioning for the most part have a variety of classes. They have good contemporary classes here. They have musical theater and tap classes. Um, I find that the ballet dancers in the New York dance scene are really drawn to steps. Uh, and some classes are often packed with professionals from American Ballet Theater, New York City Ballet, and many of the city's amazing freelancers. I've stood across from Misty Copeland in class. Um, I've taken class with Julie Kent, who just uh, he is heading down to Washington Ballet to become the artistic director of that company, um, as well as Irina Devaravenko, who was in Flesh and Bone. Um, so you really get uh, an array of professionals in these classes. Uh, it really feels like a true concert dance dancer's place to warm up and to stay in shape for their days. Um, and I just got to give a shout out to my favorite uh, teacher, the ballet guru, Nancy Bielski uh, at Steps. Uh, she's my favorite. If you come and take class and you see me, uh, be sure to say hi because I'm always in her class. 
Another studio uh, in New York City where you can take dropping classes is Perry Dance Capizia Center. Uh, this school is a little bit less expensive and it seems to be better known for its contemporary and modern classes. Um, the school is the classes are often less crowded, um, and it feels more like a training ground for young adults uh, who are professional track uh, than a regular place where the professionals are coming to warm up like steps. But the classes are really great quality, um, and it's the home of Egal Perry's uh, company, Perry Dance, and it, it seems that his school really reflects his vision for his company and his organization. Uh, another option, there are so many options in New York uh, to take open class is at Gibney. It's G-I-B-N-E-Y. Um, and they have two places, I believe one's downtown and one is near Union Square. Um, this offers more of the downtown modern scene. Um, if you don't understand what that is, it's uh, edgier modern works. Um, maybe I'll do a podcast at some point talking about that or interviewing somebody because I am less knowledgeable in that field. Uh, but at this school, you can find uh, different contemporary and modern techniques, even improv classes and Gaga, which was originated by Ohad Naharin, uh, an Israeli man with the Batsheva uh, dance company. The last place uh, on my list of bigger drop-in studios in New York City is not in Manhattan. It's actually in Brooklyn. It's the Mark Morris Dance Center, uh, which is the home to Mark Morris Dance Group, which is an incredible modern dance company. I've actually danced a few works by Mark Morris. But uh, with this facility being in Brooklyn, they have a lot more space, and it's really quite a beautiful facility. I, I was actually reluctant to head out there the first time that I I did because I felt like, oh, it's Brooklyn, it's not Manhattan, it must be way out of the way. But it's really only a 15-minute uh, ride on the subway outside of Manhattan, and it, it felt much closer than I expected it to be. Uh, this school has a wide variety of classes, and while professionals definitely come to these classes, there's also a wider variety of students, uh, with more adults going for recreational purposes than to... Uh, train uh, to become professional or to keep in shape. But this facility is amazing and it's one of my new favorite places in New York. So if you're in the city, you should definitely check that out. The next city on my list of drop-in studios is uh, Los Angeles. And uh, this city offers more options for dancers who are participating in or interested in having a career in the commercial dance scene. And by commercial dance scene, I mean if you want to be in music videos, if you want to tour with uh, maybe a singer, or if you want to uh, be involved in more contemporary or hip-hop uh, productions, film, television, all of that good stuff. Uh, so Los Angeles is the home to the original Millennium Dance Complex, which is located in NoHo, which is also North Hollywood. Uh, and they offer most of their classes in hip-hop and contemporary dance, uh, and the multitude of sub-genres that go with those styles of dance. Um, they have always marketed themselves as where all of the pop stars go to stay in shape and to... Uh, rehearse their productions. Um, so it's, this is really quite a well-known famous studio. And some of those classes, they can get wildly packed, especially if a choreographer is uh, freshly uh, new and exciting out on the scene.
Also in the area is Edge Performing Arts Center, which is located in Hollywood, which is not the same as North Hollywood if you've been to the L.A. area. Um, this drop-in school offers a variety of classes with the largest range of styles uh, in the area. It seems more of a contemporary dancer's paradise with contemporary jazz classes littering their entire schedule. Uh, but they they'd still have your ballet classes and your, your hip-hop classes. If you want a good ballet class, my suggestion would be to head over to Westside School of Ballet in the beach town of Santa Monica. This is my go-to when I'm in town, and I especially like to take class from Nader Hamed. That's N-A-D-E-R-H-A-M-E-D, Nader. Gives a great class, and you'll have a range of uh, students from uh, intermediate advanced uh, adults to professional dancers. Uh, I've, when I was dancing with Melissa Barak's uh, Barak Rock Ballet back in 2013, we took uh, that open class every day to stay in shape and to warm up for our day. Moving on to San Francisco, it offers a large range of schools that take drop-in students. Alonzo King Lines Ballet and ODC Studios have the widest range of options for classes. Those are two separate places, Alonzo King Lines Ballet and then ODC, which I think used to stand for Oberlin Dance Collective, but most people just call it ODC. Uh, Lions has an array of options, but is more ballet-focused, ballet where ODC has a wide array of classes in almost every genre you could imagine, from ballet to contemporary to belly dancing, Afro-Cuban, and more. In fact, in my research and experience in places, uh, open schools, I find that ODC really has an incredible array of classes. I haven't taken there, so I can't vouch for them, but I know a lot of people that I've taken there. Uh, you can also take ballet classes at City Ballet School San Francisco, uh, where I checked their schedule, and actually Christopher Stowell, uh, who is the son of my former artistic directors, Francia uh, Russell and Kent Stowell, um, and he's the former director of Organ Ballet Theater. Uh, he's teaching classes there, so you might want to check his classes out, because he's a great guy. Um, Moving on, now we have Chicago, uh, and their biggest school for drop-ins is the Lou Conte Dance Studio. I think it's Conte. It might be Cont. C-O-N-T-E, but we're going to say Lou Conte. <laughs> um, and they share the, the studios uh, of Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, which is the nation's most renowned contemporary dance company. Um, I know that some of their school teachers uh, are from their, their company and that they have really great uh, contemporary classes there. Uh, this school offers classes in every style you could imagine. There's also also the Ruth Page Center for the Arts and the Joffrey Academy of Dance, which is the home to the Joffrey Ballet. Um, and they offer an array of classes in many styles as well. Moving over to the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, there are actually a handful of places to take open classes in this medium-sized city, which I find rather surprising. Uh, almost more than <laughs> a few of its larger uh, sister cities. Uh, for ballet, of course, head on over to my former home, Pacific Northwest Ballet. Uh, they have a, a handful of ballet classes, uh, open ballet classes for students. If you want to take a great hip-hop class or if you want to play around in some uh, forms of jazz, head over to the Westlake Dance Center. Uh, for more modern or contemporary options, there's the Velocity Dance Center or the Studios, which is a, a new drop-in studio downtown in Seattle. There are also options at the city's local contemporary dance company, Spectrum Dance Theater. Like I said, it's really surprising how many options this city 
uh, has for dropping classes in the size that it is. So if you live in Seattle, you're really lucky. Uh, <laughs> so just to close off this podcast, I'm going to throw a few more out there. In Washington, D.C., uh, you can hit up some ballet classes at Washington Ballet, or you can get a variety of classes at Joy of Motion Dance Center, which I, I don't know much about. I just found that online. Um, the other ones I know more about that I've talked about throughout this podcast, but uh, I wanted to give you options, and uh, somebody should check that out, and you should send me a, a message through my website and uh, tell me how it is. Um, in Philadelphia, you can keep your technique up or experience Roni Koresh's explosive style of dance at Koresh Dance Company School. I substitute teach there a lot, uh, and I'm a big, big cheerleader for, for Roni and uh, his organization. Uh, and lastly, if you're in Boston, you can head over to uh, Boston Ballet for some open ballet classes or Jose Mateo Ballet Theater. Um, I couldn't really find any open class studios in Boston that uh, had instruction in many other styles of dance. So it seems like you would have to sign up for an actual program uh, if you want to take contemporary or modern classes there. Um, so if, if I didn't mention your city on this large list of drop-in studios, uh, my advice to you is to do some research on the professional dance institutions in your area. And if you want to, you can go ahead and send that info to me and I'll try my best to share it at some point in the future. While it can be more difficult to find open classes to train at in smaller cities, uh, the first place that you usually offers or that usually offers open classes is a professional company school. Uh, so check those out. I hope that you all feel that this is a helpful resource for you guys, and I'd like to thank my new friend from Switzerland for offering up this topic for a chat. I urge anybody else that would like to suggest conversation topics for our podcast to contact me via my website contact page at www.barrycorollis.com. That's www.barrycorollis.com. You can also reach out to me on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts, or if you want to book me for any master classes in ballet or contemporary technique choreography or for speaking engagements because if you can't tell I like to talk <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking with me uh, if you enjoyed this chat please feel free to share rate and review our podcast on iTunes every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running and if this didn't fulfill your dance fix check out my sister podcasts on the premier dance network new hosts from stars of your favorite dance companies to freelance artists are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Carolis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I have been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have two YouTube channels, B. Carolis featuring my choreography, and Choreography featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod to Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene. Thank you.